Hi, everybody. Welcome back to our returning listeners, and welcome if this is your first time listening. We're so happy to have you all with us today. Thank you for joining us for the second episode of Season 2 of the Lion Pridecast, a podcast created by the Lansing Unified School District 469, located in Lansing, Kansas. The purpose of this podcast is to inform our Lansing stakeholders, being our community members, students, and staff about all things education. We are your hosts. I am Miles Aza, Director of Teaching and Learning in Lansing USD 469. And I am Sharon Burns, the Director of Communications and Marketing. So today we are very excited to have our first returning guest. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually on twice last year, but it was the same pretty much episode that was just extended that we broke into two. So thank you, Superintendent Kobza, for being here today. You are so welcome. I'm very excited to be part of the podcast again. Yes. And one of the reasons that you're one of our returning listeners uh, or guests is because, Sharon, Marty's episodes were pretty solid last year, right? Yes. His first episode was the highest listened to over all of our platforms. So The first episode was? Yes. The second one was was up there, too. Hold on a second. The second one wasn't the highest, though? People were like, The first one was the highest. That's enough. I've heard enough. That's enough, yeah. Marty. <laughs> that, probably, that's enough, Miles. <laughs> I think yeah. we talked Rocky and Back to the Future too much right. during that time. That's too funny. Well, welcome back. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for thank being you. on here. Yeah. Thank you. So just like Miles and I did in our first episode, we're going to ask Marty to reflect on his thoughts on the district since starting in July and what he's looking forward to the school year. So that's what this episode's going to be about. Awesome. I'm yeah. looking forward to that as well. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do it. So we're going to jump right in. Um, with a reflection question. So, so can you reflect on what's happened since the last time you were with us? That was, Sharon, what do you think, May? Was that when that episode probably was? April, May? Yeah, it was end of April. End of April. Yeah. Okay. So, so you've been with us for the fa- past few months. You've been here since the beginning of July. You know, what's, what's been going on since then? Um, lots of exciting things. Um, now part of the Lion Pride, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Um, and a true distinction to be part of that. So thank you all for that. And, uh, I want to thank everyone for the, the warm welcome. Um, it's been great uh, as far as coming in and people accepting uh, me and some ideas and everything else. So personally, um, since then, I have a granddaughter um, who came into the picture. Number three, uh, Sloan was born um, and uh, got a little chance to spend some quality time with her this last week, which was which was awesome, and so yeah. that was fun. Congratulations. Yes. Thanks. That's Appreciate cool. that. So um, first granddaughter. Um, just to talk in general about just some of the things that have been going on in the district and maybe um, some changes as, as far as uh, curriculum teaching and learning miles, which you're in charge of, I've been extremely impressed with that. Um, so this isn't your evaluation on air, but um, I have been um, extremely impressed with that. This is being recorded. So like, I understand. I got a third point that I can point to at any we'll, time. We'll set those goals after we turn the mic off. Um, but anyway, with uh, teaching and learning, I've been really impressed with where the district is with the GVC. Um, as we know, we talked PLCs in the first episode and, and those four questions, and the district has done a nice job of really – um, moving forward with starting to answer those questions. So the fact that uh, you all have most of that up there is is really, really good. Uh, the DLT process, uh, the MTSS processes are systematic and in place, and I've been impressed with those as well. And so, you know, as far as where we're going from here, um, and Miles, you know this as well as anyone, we're just continuing to build out those systems and become um, even more 
refined in how we do it, uh, even more systematic in how we make sure every kid is meeting their uh, individual goals and we're maximizing potential for every single child. So excited, optimistic about where we're at in that process and where I see it going and in your vision. So um, I sure appreciate that very much. Um, is uh, actually, can we keep going with that? Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? I'm going to actually stop you because we have a lot of listeners that aren't familiar with acronyms oh. for education, and you threw out a lot in that. So GVC, yeah. Guaranteed and Viable Curriculum, which we did have an episode about that last year. Yeah. DLT, District Leadership Team, PLC, Professional Learning Communities, and MTSS, Multi-Tiered System of Support. So yes. sorry to stop you, but I know no there's problem. my mom will be like, okay, I, know I wasn't following. I'm really impressed that Sharon nailed all yeah, those acronyms. Yeah, did you know those? You're, you're Sometimes, truly no, immersed. no, no, I'm not making funny. I'm saying as a person who's the director of communications and marketing, you're not, your background isn't public education. You don't really deal with a lot of these things um, on a day-to-day basis and you nailed it. So way to go. And I will say just something really quick with the G- GVC coherent curriculum we need to have it out there it's going to help our new teachers coming in good for parents and community members and of course our teachers um however i will say this the gvc is um our teachers did that our teachers killed like the work that the work that they did last year was just amazing and i'm so proud of them but also thank you to my ICs and sharon for making it aesthetically pleasing online uh with the can with with canva and posting it on there thank you both uh because yeah i could have done something like that so thank you yeah <laughs> sorry to interrupt you yeah. no i i think um going into the next one sharon kind of in in your area if you will mm-hmm. um seen some real movement in that area as well uh as we've kind of looked at systematically defining roles within the district mm-hmm where people are at, where people can go to find information. Um, we've really kind of lined those out. And again, Sharon using um, her skills to help us communicate that in the best way possible has been really good, as well as recruitment and retention. I know that there is a really comprehensive plan that's set up that um, you set up, Sharon, with Miles, and you guys are going to be um, really hitting the road to find the best mm-hmm. possible people um, that we can find if, if necessary. Uh, to fill positions and then that retention piece we know i knew coming in but i know for sure now we've got some great people in this district that we want to stay that we want to be part of the pride and and uh, stay with us for the long term and so you know finding ways to to make sure we're able to do that and keep those people on board but when an opportunity arises to hire someone that we hire the best possible person that we're not just taking anyone who comes along and i think that uh the process that's been set up and that you guys have been working on um, for at least a couple of years now um, has really taken root in, in doing a nice job um, with that. So, again, I've been impressed with that mm-hmm. as we go along. Um, we I'm have made. Your eval right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and so, in special education, uh, we've done a couple things. We uh, changed uh, a job title. Basically, from special education director, we've gone to uh, director of student services, which is a little more encompassing. Um, within that, within special education, we have IEPs, individual education plans that fit under federal law um, for students with disabilities. Uh, we, there's also what's called 504. 504 is an extension of special education that can, it maybe encompasses some disabilities that don't fall under special education. Um, that makes sure students can be successful within um, our school environment. And so 
um, within that role uh, that Ascendra Donald is in right now. Um, 504 has gone under that. Homeless has gone under that. Um, some of our other special programs have gone under that. So as we look at um, alternative or alternative settings for students maybe who aren't being successful in the regular environment, those are the kinds of things that um, fall under that particular new role. So um, as I continue to go, um, maybe some people have started napping because I know my voice <laughs> is very exciting. Marty, can I, actually, um, can I jump in real quick? Yeah. What was your thought process behind that shift there? Um, I mean, I think you, yeah. you kind of nailed it by hitting all of those really important issues. But what were your thought process? Because that, that was a move that you made pretty quickly. You know what I mean? So talk, yeah. talk to us about that. You know, I, I think um, it's something also that as Sandra had in mind as is um, I came in and we had talked about previous even to my coming in was there are these pieces out there 504 is always one that's in limbo right mm -hmm. um, do principals do it are they in charge of it who's in charge of it is the counselors in the building and in typical districts what happens is that falls through the crack there's really isn't somebody who is monitoring that in charge of that making sure that occurs and so 504 was kind of the onus, but also looking at that, so many of those um, students that we're talking about that fall into those categories cross over, whether they have a, an IEP, homeless, special ed, at risk, um, all those other pieces, sometimes we, we get students who cross those areas. And so having someone that could bring all of that together to make sure services were available to those kids um, who needed them. Um, effectively was was a big deal okay so um, that's kind of um, the onus for why we did that um, technology uh, we kind of knew coming in that we had some updating we needed to do particularly to our network infrastructure our end users if you will um, or endpoints uh, which would be like your iPads your computers those kinds of things we're, we're in good shape but what makes it go, the engine behind all of that, our network, our wiring, but our switches, routers, servers, um, all of those pieces that go into the system are aged. Um, and uh, we really needed to establish a rotation for how we replace those uh, to keep them up to speed, both budgetarily and then also from an effect um, standpoint. You know, we have hundreds of wireless access points throughout the district and making sure those are updated running at speeds configured in the right way in order for things to run the way that they need to run and um, you know we're, we're reaching end of life or have reached end of life on many of those and so you know what's our comprehensive plan in order to get those replaced and move forward so you know um, and, and the bigger thing is just looking at things systematically asking questions um, and then trying to find solutions with the experts, with the people who are here, who know lots and lots of things, um, whether it be human resources, for instance, you know, what do, what do our work agreements look like? What do our contracts look like? Um, how do we onboard someone? What kind of training are we giving? Um, are all those things in place the way that they need to be, making sure all our evaluations are being done and done properly, uh, all of that stuff. And so just kind of taking a full look at it and uh, building systems where systems don't exist currently mm -hmm. is kind of what we're what we're looking at right mm. awesome. I really appreciate you explaining all that especially with the idea of like the networks and the, um, the 
the things that you have to get to to reach those endpoints. I did see you nodding off, though, Miles. <laughs> I'm up now. I'm up now. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, I was listening. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Sure, she woke me up. Uh, no, no. I was actually listening because I can barely get my network and stuff to work at home. So the idea of like this entire district and all that um, is impressive that, that we're moving toward there. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really great answer. Yeah. So one topic that comes up at every board meeting, mm-hmm. if you listen, and something that I know you wanted to focus on when starting here is our facilities. Yeah. So before you even started, you um, started the process of getting a facilities study done. And that's since come back. Um, can you tell, tell us where you are with all that and your plan going forward? Sure. So with the, with the facility study, um, in essence, what we did was we had a company come in and, and then there's an architectural perm, firm that's part of that company. So they started from the outside in. So they started with our parking lot, our facilities, our playgrounds, everything on the exterior of the building, and then moved in from there to our um, infrastructure. So the walls, the, the structural stuff, all that good stuff. Then internal plumbing electrical flooring aesthetics um, all of that and so they rated all of those components within each building and listed out specific things that would be in different categories as far as the quality of it or if it needed rotation replacement or it was in bad shape um, since then we've met with our facilities committee which includes three of our board members um, Aaron Yoakum, uh, Jeff Bowen and Carlo Wiegers uh, our facilities director, myself, and then our building administrators and directors who a facility applied to came in, met with us, and we prioritized that list. So now that our, priority, our priorities excuse me, are being priced out. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get cost estimates on those, and then from there we'll have a plan going forward. Um, the plan going forward will be there will be some things that we can do with some of the limited resources we currently have um, within uh, whether it be capital outlay or just some some general fund dollars uh, but as we've talked before or if you watched any of our workshops in the board meetings um, financially we have work to do mm-hmm. and um, with those limited funds we can get some of those projects checked off but what looks like is going to be necessary is a bond issue Um, the timing of that will depend upon where we're at quite frankly with the cost estimates and what that amount of money looks like um, so we can be as responsible as possible to our taxpayers and then once that bond issue or if we're able to get a bond issue passed and things brought up to speed then life cycle um, patterns as far as you know roof preventative roof maintenance preventative HVAC maintenance um, how do we make sure that uh, we have the next cycle of rotation in so we don't have to go to a bond issue every time that uh, we have a major component HVAC system roof system parking lot uh, those kinds of things um, that are due that we have a budget that's set up on an annual basis that's going to take care of those things as they as they are staged and come up in the process. That was a fantastic answer. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I wonder if Marty will be able to explain to everybody who doesn't know everything going on with facilities in such a short time, and you did. Yeah. Um, just a real quick shout out to, um, I think if somebody came in and did a, it's not really a facility study, um, 
I love it when I do this, by the way, if I go off script, I know, Sharon's I'm face. I'm I'm very nervous. <laughs> like, what is he about to say? <laughs> Number one, I'm going to say that we did 20 episodes last year and it went well and we're in season two. So obviously if I go off script, it's not the end of the world. You're going to like what I'm about to say. If there was some study done on our podcast equipment last year, I think we would have gotten a really, do they grade it by letters or how do they do that? Um, by color. By color. Yeah. Yeah, so what's yeah, the yeah. worst color? Red. Yeah. And the second worst color? Um, burnt orange, Texas orange. I would say that purposely. we were in the Texas orange red <laughs> range. And thank you to LEF. I would say that thank you for giving us our grant this year. That yes. we are probably what's the highest? Uh, green. Green. I would say that we're, what's the second highest? Yellow. I would say that we're green. You hear that, LEF? I put you on the. I got you worried. And there. Brian, because he brought. Us oh yeah, Brian helped us Mother's with this Day, too. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. So yeah. that's and all Blake. Yes. Brian, oh yeah. Well, Blake yeah. was part of the uh, grant. Thank you so much for everything. Um, one other uh, piece around facilities. Can I jump in here? Oh, of course. Care? Yes. No, okay, please Because do. I, I don't want to uh, neglect this. Um, as far as within our facilities department, we've had, um, we have a new person on board with us uh, within facilities, um, kind of acting as our uh, facilities director, at least on an interim basis right now. Uh, Mr. Bruce Kratzel has joined us. Um, Bruce comes to us. Uh, Bruce is a civil engineer by trade. Um he spent uh, 21 years as the operations director of Shawnee Mission School District, uh, I believe eight years in Gardner Edgerton as our director, brings a real wealth of experience uh, to the district. And during this critical time, as we're kind of looking at that bond issue, uh, potentially, or lining out uh, projects, uh, again, becoming more systematic, creating life cycle uh, patterns, again, for equipment throughout the district, uh, and that's even things like buffers, mowers, all that kind of good stuff. Um, his expertise uh, we're really, really looking forward to. And uh, he actually started with us uh, this morning. And so he's out um, wrapping his mind around everything in the district and um, working with our personnel to kind of get things uh, set up and lined out. Yeah. So excited to have Bruce on board. Um and uh and bring his expertise to the table yeah we were hoping to have him on today but it was a little much to do to him on his first day on the job. yes <laughs> i don't know if that was in so his job in description yes. no. <laughs> regular yeah. welcome regular here and now you're on a, on a podcast. podcast here's a microphone yeah <laughs> here's a microphone <laughs> you have no idea where the questions are um all right so uh in the last episode um sharon thought that you were in like your 37th year as a superintendent <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so as you approach your 40th year as superintendent <laughs> of American schools, uh, Western Hemisphere School, uh, well, but you you have worked as uh, superintendent for multiple districts and you've just been in multiple districts in your career. Be honest with us. How does Lansing community compare to those after being here for just a few months? And, and, and please tell the truth because you're hooked up to a lie detector. <laughs> <laughs> so, don't lie. Uh, so uh, just to go back, Corv, this is actually my 22nd year as a superintendent. 42nd year? Yep. Something like that. 22nd year. Um, you hear that show? 22nd. Thank you, Miles. And thank you. Contrary to popular belief, I can keep a job. Um, so my moves, my moves were for... Um, reasons other than that um but 
Will you repeat the question? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, in your short time here, oh, um, yeah, how, do you, how do you think our community compares? <laughs> District, but also, like, just the Lansing community. How do we compare? Will you repeat the, the question because it sounds like a trap? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, tough luck. You, you agree to the podcast, so there's no backing out now. You're here. And this, is getting, no. this is getting yeah. posted. No, no, no. Um, what I'll tell you is, is um, it's refreshing. Um, it's been fun to be back. Uh, in a place with um, so much community support. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the opportunity to go to the homecoming festival um, extravaganza. Um, The opportunity to be at uh, football games, volleyball games, uh, just different things around the district. And the uh, community support is fantastic. Um, I know that in the Lansing district, sometimes um, opinions can be varied. Um, sometimes people can be very passionate about their opinions. That's not a bad thing. Um, you know, I think that's an important thing, uh, from the standpoint of as people care, um, if we didn't have anyone, um, you know, expressing their opinion through whatever means that that would be, um, we'd be concerned because we'd be like, well, nobody cares what we do, um, and where we're at. But, um, you know, there's, there's vigorous discussion about topics and uh, those are all good things um, to, to be able to, to do and have is to, to try to find the best answers possible for our kids. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something we talk to college recruits about when we go to these fairs is the community support. And I know last, uh, or actually it was earlier this week when we went to Nebraska, uh, we had a, a student ask what that looks like. Yeah. And I had to articulate that. So, yeah, that I and we always point them to the podcast, too. But you're right. People do care here and they yeah. do support. And in organizations like uh, the LEF, um, mm-hmm. you know, I've had a chance to sit down with uh, Tim from the city and um, others. And and boy, what a what a cool um, kind of experience that was to know that, you know, the, the partnerships they're willing to uh, get involved in with us as well. Um, had a chance to go. um to an event that was put on by the fort, um, mm-hmm. Fort Leavenworth, um, in which the general was there, General Beagle, and and um, had opportunity to visit with him a little bit, and you know the desire of the fort to really be a community-based um, organization as well, and to reach out and do those things, and so uh, not only within our district, but that whole surrounding district piece, and Kellenover and Leavenworth, and being able to kind of talk to them about things. So, you know, just bringing together all those entities um, has been uh, or is where we want to be eventually, but has been fun to kind of start that process and wrap my mind around what that looks like. And so many of the things already exist. And so how do we strengthen that um, and continue to make it even better? Right. And it's been really cool to see you being so involved and so and meeting with people on the fort and being in touch with Kellen and Leavenworth and being at the football games and all that, that's been uh, really refreshing and nice too. That is the fun part of this job, yes, right? That's, yeah. that's the yeah. fun stuff. <laughs> so is it my turn? It's your turn. My turn. Yeah. Oh, well, this is my favorite question. So one thing you've talked about is your ability to build relationships, which I can appreciate that. Um, reflecting on these past few months, can you talk about the re- relationships you've built with staff and our board members? Yeah. You know, I, I think the, the biggest part of that has been to try to listen or understand people's perspectives. Mm -hmm. Um, because as individuals, we all have, um, 
a different one, right? We all see the world a little bit different. So trying to understand that, but knowing that in the end, everyone wants the same thing. And, you know, not the bumper sticker, do what's best for kids, none of that stuff. But, but truly, how do we maximize learning in our district to open doors for kids to be able to do whatever they want in life? And I think that is everyone's goal, honestly. Um, they do. I, there, there's always those conflicting pieces, you know. That takes dollars. That takes tax money. That does this. That does that. So um, when we, we take that, all that into consideration, you know, just understanding that we're all human beings. And uh, sometimes um, we can get angry with one another. Sometimes we can um, become less than civil with one another. But at the same time, in the end, when you really dig down in there, everybody wants the same thing. Um, and just how we communicate that and how we go about that. Mm-hmm. As far as the buildings um, are concerned, I've had a chance to be in, in the buildings some. Not nearly as much as I'd like to be. I'll be really honest with you. I'd love to be in every building for an extended period of time every week and I've done that a few times but I haven't been able to do that as much as I'd like and so that's a goal of mine is to continue to do that um, continue to learn everyone's name um, you know and and get in uh, to those classrooms uh, more than I have been able to so um, but yeah it's, it's just that and you know and when you you, you talk about relationships Again, I think we talked about trust in the first one. And so just building those trusting relationships is what we're working on now that everyone knows that we have a standard that we're going to um, live up to, or whatever that is. Our kids have standards in the GVC. Our staff has standards for what we expect uh, in whatever position you're in and, and what are those and really communicating those and making sure that we know that um, – we're maximizing everyone's potential throughout the system. So um, that's really where it's at as far as those relationships are concerned. But again, everyone has been absolutely wonderful, yeah. welcoming, and, um, and, and given me a chance um, right. to float some new ideas and try some new yeah. initiatives. And so I appreciate that from very much. Yeah, I like that. Excellent job. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you've already accomplished a few cool things. We know kind of like behind the scenes here at district office and throughout the district. But what are three major things you want to accomplish in your first year? So we're three, four months in. You know, as we look at it, number one, and we've been pretty brutally honest about this uh, out there publicly, and that is, is that we have to be financially healthy. Um, as far as the district's concerned, you know, we've been able to uh, – for several years kind of make it through um, if we want um, when we talk about our cash carryover cash balances some of those kinds of things um, we have a ways to go not just a ways a long ways to go um, we've implemented a plan uh, this year to start uh, rectifying that issue and uh, feel pretty confident that we'll we'll make a lot of progress this year going into next year to kind of get ourselves in a better situation. And so I think that's the first thing. And, and so many things come off of being financially healthy. You get there, you have the cash carryover you need. Now you can knock out some of those projects. You right. can make sure your PMs are done. You can um, really become more competitive salary-wise um, when you look at it as far as our region or uh, making sure that we're paying people uh, what they need to be paid um, in order to 
feel valued and stay in our district and again to be able to recruit and so that is such an important piece um, number one and then the second one is uh, we've got to get our facilities in shape um, we've got beautiful facilities lots of good ones but when we get into the bones a little bit they've been neglected um, some with the roof some with the HVAC some with some of those other things which is why we did the study and it kind of fleshed out what we thought it would uh, just in an initial look but um, now a plan going forward to do that so that we don't have huge major expenses that we're trying to um, take care of that could have been done with some really good preventative maintenance and um, cyclical uh, replacement so that's uh, another major one um, and then I think the, the another really big piece as far as a goal is is what you guys focus so much of your time and effort on and do such a great job with and that's recruitment and retention having the right people stay here mm -hmm. and bringing the right people in and so that uh, in itself is uh, a major theme you know we talk about the who before the what right. we can throw in any program we want but if we don't have the right who's, no, it's sounding like the Grinch. But, <laughs> um, if we don't have the right who's in place, um, really doesn't matter uh, what we're trying to do. Um, so, again, I appreciate uh, both of, of you guys and your work on that mm -hmm. um, and, and what we're doing uh, for that and bringing together um, our administrators as well to kind of put right. together that system and comprehensive plan, which I know you did some of this week. So right. that's that's great. Yeah, I'm going to go back to number two. Um, do you want to talk about the HVAC at the interme intermediate school because that is on our yeah. board agenda every month for the last? Yep. Exciting. <laughs> During parent-teacher conferences, yes. our parents are being inconvenienced with where they have to park and enter the building. Okay. Thankfully, yes. we're happy it about that so um, because we have cranes um, uh -huh. setting our uh, units on top of the building. Mm -hmm. So fourth grade had been done for a little while, but our fifth grade and other parts of the building had not. And so those units are being set. Um, some were set yesterday, more being set today. Uh, bringing them online tomorrow and hopefully by Monday uh, with the exception of one small area that we still have a um, supply chain issue maybe is the way to describe that um, waiting on uh, a couple of units uh, for kind of our kitchen area and some of the other areas like that so um, those should be coming in uh, in November and uh, they'll, they'll be set over Thanksgiving break. But as far as the majority of the building where students, teachers are and things function by Monday, we should be um, getting complaints that they're too cold. Hey, <laughs> that is a wonderful We're fine thing. with those yes. complaints. <laughs> yes. That's great. Yeah, Three months in, we were able to fix that. Because you're right. That's been an issue. Um, come, I'm, I'm a little over two years of being here. And that's been yeah. something that's come up a lot of times. Yeah. So. Um, Every agenda. And that was in process, and, and, and you know that was in process before I got here, and um, just waiting on equipment has been the right. biggest issue, and that's been a frustration from before I got here until now. But finally, we're seeing that um, being set. So, thank goodness. Yes. Yeah. So we all know by now that you have a ton of experience coming in. Maybe not forty some years. <laughs> Twenty. Um, was there anything when you walked in the door at the district office that made you want to turn around 
and walk out besides Miles's bad humor. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> On the podcast. Uh, Sorry, Ma. All right, go ahead. No. Um, <laughs> you sure? I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, no. I mean, you know, when when you look at a job or you're going to potentially interview for a job, you do research. And mm-hmm. so um, I can say that there were certain aspects that I came in, um, processes, systems that I looked at that I thought would be in place that weren't in place mm-hmm. that we're working on. Um, you know, some some things from uh, facilities um, and just other areas that we look at that we would want to see um, better systems in place. That didn't make me want to turn around and walk out. It was just another challenge. And, you know, I am a um, person who thrives on challenges and trying to find solutions. Um, I've been accused more than once of not listening and just trying to solve a problem. Um, whether that be personally or professionally, um, I just want you to listen. I don't want you to solve yep. this problem right now. Oh, man. Um, that's like my life right now. <laughs> I feel like I do all the time. That's awesome. So, um, you know, I try to remind myself that, uh, sometimes not, everybody's not looking for a solution right away, but I, I, I love to try to find those solutions. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, no, nothing that's made me turn around and want to run away from the district. Okay, good. That was um, the right answer. At all. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> at all. Um, just, uh, just challenges. Yeah. Sometimes ones that uh, you didn't anticipate. Yeah. I remember going in your office one time and starting to tell you something, an issue, and you literally started getting up from your seat. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, just want you to hear this out. Let's just talk it out. I don't want you to do anything right now. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I learned that quickly. Like, don't do yeah, don't fix this. Let's just let's just talk it out. I will say, as a, as a <laughs> as an employee, um, like and and even I know I'm not a community member, but I would want this in in my leader of my community uh, school district. Is I think the problem solving thing though, and the solution based mindset is one that's really important and needed. You know, mm-hmm. with any any leader, oh, yeah. like at the top, because otherwise things will fester. Things you know, and, and I have to give you kudos, uh, Marty, because I've really bought into the whole like systems idea. You know, I've come, I've brought that up a lot in lots mm-hmm. of meetings, um, even in some of my grad work uh, assignments that I've done. Is just this idea of looking at things from a system and getting mm-hmm. the systems mm-hmm. under control. Um, at that point, delving in deeper with other things. But once you get that system, it really is a good foundation, isn't it? It is. And, you know, and we talked um, at the beginning of the year during our convocation and others about legacy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, legacy is that which outlasts us and uh, has a positive impact on people's lives, organizations, whatever it is that, that, that you're in charge of. And um, one thing that I, that I am proud of is as I look back on some of the systems or districts that I've been in um, that they have kind of taken success we had and even built upon that um, success part of it was is I was not there anymore and so they were able to prove even more <laughs> but the other part was is that we felt like we had those systems in place and as long as those systems got executed and continued to be improved that improvement would continue so that's a real important piece to me is that um Again, whoever, if we do it right and we build it right, it shouldn't matter who sits in this chair um, that I sit in, that that will continue, that we have set it up in such a way that we're going to see a a continued path toward improvement and greatness. Love it. 
Yeah. Well, we are approaching the end, which means that we have to give you the toughest question. It's a million-dollar yes. question. You ready? No. <laughs> he does not know this one before. Yes, we talked to you a lot about these questions. We kind of gave you an idea of what they were. This one mm-hmm. I kept close to the vest because it's the most important question. Okay. Have you watched Back to the Future yet? <laughs> you know what? I don't like the this other, answer. The I don't other, like how it started. The you other, know what? That's not a good start. The other night. Oh, oh. Oh. I'm flipping through the guide, right? Okay. On TV. And I see Back to the Future. Okay. And I see Back to the Future 2 or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah don't worry about that one. Keep going. <laughs> and Back to the Future had 10 minutes left. Oh. So I did not watch it. I'm proud. Because... I, I didn't want to just see the end. Yeah, and it's so, been very confusing too. Of all movies to watch the last point, ten minutes, I feel like what the heck is happening? Some if I get the flu this winter or something like that, maybe that's uh, on my list. But no, I have not watched it, and it it hasn't been on a priority. <laughs> yeah, I, wow. Okay, so I was okay. And I that is okay. To, I don't know if it's okay, but because uh, I was going to ask, I was like, so hold on, you have to. You have to be sick. You have to have an illness in order to find time. And before I can even do it, you're like, it's not a priority. So so if I was a betting guy, I shouldn't bet that you'll be watching that movie anytime soon. That would be safe. Okay. All but, right. you, All right. you know, one never knows. One things could happen. No, I know. <laughs> I know you're not watching that, but that's fine. That's fine. It's, we'll, we it's football still... season. Yeah. It is football yeah. season. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. There, yeah. And there might be a junior high team on TV sometime that would take precedent. Wow. <laughs> you're not even coming at me at that one. That's coming at, like, the movie industry. Oh, my Spielberg. gosh. So, okay. okay. You know I what? I, that's a great way to wrap it up. It's not a great way to wrap up the episode. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I, like, want to cry. I'll, I'll just... I'll be in my office. <laughs> Still love you. Oh my gosh! Thank you for being on. This is great. You're welcome. Thank you guys for having me. And yeah, um, I'm sure people will look forward to to the other guests you're going to be bringing on. So yes, awesome. we're hoping to have a student next time. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, we're, we're yes. That's what we're about. That's yep, awesome. Exactly. It's going to be amazing. So yep. as always, for more updates and stories on Lansing USD 469, you can visit us at www.usd469.net. And if you don't already have it, download the free Lansing USD 469 mobile app on Apple and Android. That app allows you to be the first to know about all the fantastic things happening in our district. And you, you know, do not have to be a part of the district to get the app. That's the beauty of it. You Anybody don't. in our community can I love that you have the app. Um, and also, because, you know, it's getting a little colder outside, we can say it. The other reason that you really yes, want to have. Yes, so you could be the first to know about snow days. Ooh, we may have already asked you this. Can I throw one more question at you? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to ask, right? Mm-hmm. How are you when it comes to, like, snow day type stuff? I think I've already told the story I about so, Wyoming, yeah. right? Yeah, I think um, Sorry. That is made, we have a slickometer that we put on the back of a vehicle and drive around with. Okay. That slickometer gives us the correct reading, then we call off school. Okay. That's what I tell kids. <laughs> so I was just saying, no like, such thing. like, wow. No such wow. I was, I was going to ask, can I like, no can I can I mess with that thing? Can I mess with it? Add like two inches every yeah. time. No. You go outside and it's like, oh, well, I don't see anything That's on the ground, hilarious. but it says we have 19 inches of snow somewhere. No, no. Ice. no, no such thing exists. Okay. No, that usually um, those decisions are made in cooperation with surrounding districts, districts. Mm-hmm. and talking to the county, talking to the highway departments. Uh, doing those kinds of things as well, and then getting up about 4 a.m. and driving, okay. and just kind of seeing what the conditions are. And then, like I said, we uh, talk with area superintendents and um, find out kind of where everyone is at and what, what things are thinking. I will say that um, 
snow days are more frequent nowadays than they used to be back in the day uh going back to my 42 years experience um <laughs> back then we went to school no yes, matter what snow back then oh, yes, yes, yes oh no no you yes, just went ice to age. school yeah. the ice age the ice age we were just used to it um oh but God. anyway um that uh we we tend to call school more uh quickly and frequently and you know safety and student safety staff safety is our primary concern and i think over the years there's been enough um accidents unfortunate things that have happened uh, when we push the envelope on having school on those days that it's uh, made everyone more cautious Mm -hmm. about about doing that it's not that we don't want to be here it's just that um, time and experience has kind of showed us that uh, don't push that envelope if you don't have to. Right. That's very well said. Great answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you like our content and want to stay up to date on the latest episodes, please follow us wherever you are listening and leave a review to help others find us and learn more about our great district. Yes, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Stitcher, and Pocket Cast. You promised me a new app. A new app. I know I did. Yeah. Uh, I'm working on Podbean. Say what? Podbean is a new one. Yeah, that sounds fake. But that's fine. Uh, And if you had a suggestion for a future topic for us to discuss, please send us an email at sharon.burns at usd469.net. And as always, it's a great thing to be a lion. That's a wrap on the second episode of season two. Woo. Woo. (laughs) Thank you for listening, everybody. Yes, thank you. Have a great day. Bye.